It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. You are locked on Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hey, how's it going? Welcome to episode number 360, I'm going to guess four, of Locked on Raptors for Wednesday, July 25th. I'm your host, Sean Woodley of LockedOnRaptors.com and RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter, as always, at WoodleySean. Find the show at Locked on Raptors, where you can find links to every single episode. Of course, make sure you're checking out the Locked On Podcast Network. A bit, uh, you know, the, the season is dying down a little bit right now, but still great stuff across the network from all 30 hosts. Uh, you got Locked On Fantasy with Josh Lloyd already teeing up next season from a fantasy perspective. You got Locked On NBA daily across the whole week with a whole bunch of different hosts. It's a great resource to get caught up on the entire league as well. So make sure you're checking out the Locked On Network. And if you find a show you like on there, including Locked On Raptors, please subscribe, rate, and review to it on uh, iTunes. It's the best way to support the show and uh, help with the algorithms and rankings and all that stuff. So thank you in advance for taking the time. All right, on today's show, we're going to do a mailbag podcast for the first time in a little while. We did uh, mostly Kawhi stuff last week, and I'm kind of Kawhi'd out a little bit. I've talked a lot about Kawhi Leonard and DeMar DeRozan. We're not going to get into the, uh, I don't know, the philosophy of trading DeMar for Kawhi and whether or not DeMar got stabbed in the back, because I find that to be frankly boring, and we've had the same conversation for a week. So uh, a bunch of questions came in. We're going to talk about those, and joining me to talk about all these questions from you lovely listeners is our lovely uh, co-host, regular fill-in sidekick who hasn't been on for a couple months, but I'm glad to have back. It's Sahal Abdi. How's it going, buddy? I'm good, man. I'm good. Just like you, man, I'm just trying to see Kawhi play in a Raptors jersey at this point. I've, I've heard enough of the talkings of Kawhi and DeMar DeRozan. Yeah, I. Uh, it's weird because I like the offseason and I like I don't like talking about basketball in the offseason. I like months where I don't have to talk about basketball. I kind of enjoy it. It's a nice break and makes it that much more exciting when it comes back. But I'm pretty pumped to watch this damn basketball team play. And if the regular season wanted to come a little sooner, I think I'd probably be okay to that. 
uh, okay with that, especially considering the terrible weather of this summer and how shitty everything is. And I, I just give me more basketball to distract me from all the bad stuff. Um, all right, let's get to some questions here, if you don't mind. We don't have a ton of time today, so we'll roll through a few of these. Let's go first question here from... Uh, not, not Assad. Let's not Assad, although we should uh, re- recognize that. Um, I don't know. Do you have? Is there a worse hairline now in the GTA after, besides you? Know you? Is there? Is uh, there? I'm not even gonna lie to you. That's it's a very valid question from Assad. You know, my <laughs> hairline is it's 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 up there with probably one of the worst. I don't know about the GTA, but um, I'm trying to think. You know, we have a pretty big Somali population <laughs> in Toronto, and we're known for our large large forehead. So uh, I'm just gonna take the uh, a good estimate and just say that. Um, I'm probably top five. Top five worst hairlines in the GTA. You know who's yeah, got a really five. bad hairline who's going to uh, get a lot of recognition now is Austin yeah. Matthews on the Leafs has a really oh. bad hairline. And he's like 20. And he's already – he's going to be bald by, I think, the time he's 24. So I would still put you know, him I, ahead of I, you. I was just assuming he had uh, bangs or something. But <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know about Austin Matthews. I'm looking at the Raptors roster right now. Siakam has a little jagged, jagged edge thing going on. Yeah. Lorenzo Brown. I don't know if that's like if he's bald, if that's just a very large forehead <laughs> with the little Kobe Caesar thing going on. I don't know what's going on, but yeah, yeah. it's pretty bad. Yours is fine. You, you, OG's got a bit of a high one actually. Yeah, now that I look at it, so little crescent, little crescent moon thing going on. Yeah, like you're you're in the top fifty percentile, but I don't know. We'd have to check the synergy numbers to see exactly where you fall. I think you're doing okay. Uh, all right, let's go to some real questions. This one yeah. comes from. Uh, let's go with this one. Uh, I don't know. There's so many. Thank you to everyone who sent them in. We're not going to get to all of them today. I'll probably do a second mailbag tomorrow. Here, let's go from uh, those guys at those guys underscore tg. Should Norm start over Danny Green to see if he is back to the form we thought he was at last year? Uh, let's just answer that one first. He has two questions that he sent in, but answer that question. Should Norm start at the two? Absolutely not. Um, <laughs> and that's not a shot at Norm at all. Um, for all we know, he's going to come back and have a bounce back season. He had a really, really uh, down year last year, um, mm. especially considering the expectations um, everybody had for him. Probably uh, the one Raptor who was expected to take the biggest leap, but probably took. Um, the lowest dive, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, but Danny Green, I think, is the presumed starter for sure. I think he complements Kawhi Leonard really well. Um, he's a typical 3 and D guy at the two-guard spot, can guard the two and three really well. Um, but Danny Green's the definite starter, I think, until Norm proves otherwise. Yeah, and I think Danny Green, too, he can kind of fit into being the fifth most used guy in the offense pretty easily. Yeah. And like that, that's that's what you need from him right there. And Norm, I think, at times can kind of dominate things a little bit too much, get a little too carried away with his own game, a little telegraph drives here and there. He's not much of a playmaker, and that's nice to have in certain situations, but like, I think maybe that's more suited to him being like a second or third option kind of thing in a unit as opposed to being just the fifth guy who's going to be there for when the ball swings to him. In theory, he should be a good guy in those situations, but I think his sort of one-track-mindedness kind of hurts him there, and the lack, his lack of three-point shooting last season kind of hurt that too. Um so it's, it's, it's funny, right? Because I didn't think Danny Green was going to be part of this trade. That name was just kind of thrown in. And the one sort of, you know, bit of trepidation I had about a Kawhi trade was that it might have vaulted Norm into a situation where he was going to have to start. 
And yeah. I was kind of expecting that. And then Danny Green becomes involved in the trade, and I'm like, okay, perfect. Like, this is a perfect match. We, we've obviously seen the Danny Green-Kawhi thing work really well. Uh, yesterday on Danny Green's podcast, he talked about how him and Kawhi really sort of complement each other defensively as well. And, like, I would rather have that, you know, especially when you have a team that is maybe going to be a little bit sort of shaken up in terms of chemistry and stuff, I'd rather just have two guys who know exactly how to play together, you know, are, are easily... Uh, communicating when they need to switch or whatever and just kind of have a history of being really good as a defensive uh-huh. tandem. Uh, and then, yeah, as like I said, Danny Green, he doesn't need to take as many shots when they come to him. I'm sure he'll have wide-open looks with this Raptors team. Um, yeah. And I'd rather have a guy who has a track record longer than norms of making threes. So I, I'm with you there. Uh, next question here comes from... Oh, God, there's so many. Let's touch on this quickly. Uh, from Rajko Avliyas, I am so sorry if I ruined your name there. Uh, what are your thoughts on DeMar skipping the Africa game, and how long, Africa game, and how long do you think DeMar will hold a grudge against Masai Ujiri? Sahal, what do you think? Um, I don't put too much stock into DeMar missing the Africa game. Um, yeah. Of course, it's um, something that some fans I definitely think are thinking about just because Masai Ujiri is the clear ambassador of that game, and he's the face of that game um, in terms of NBA executives. Um, and then you have a lot of Raptors guys who go down. I think uh, the new Raptors 905 head coach, Jama Malalela, went mm-hmm. down there as well, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you have a couple players, I think. I'm not sure if a couple Raptors went, but um, DeMar specifically, I mean, this guy's a star. He doesn't really... Um, I guess need to get his profile up uh, internationally, so it's not really a big deal for me at all. Um, especially because uh, there's been rumblings of trade uh, trade rumors going around. Demar Derozan, he knows that himself. He's not a naive guy. Mm-hmm. He didn't expect to be traded again, like you said in that recent interview that he had. But um, he probably wanted to stay, comfortable, stay in the states, work out here. Um, he's been enjoying himself, though. I've seen him at a couple WNBA games, so um, I don't think it was. I don't think it's a big deal at all. Yeah, I think it's pretty understandable after having your life uprooted to skip the game where you have to travel halfway across the world. So I don't really begrudge him for that. And as far as the Maasai stuff with Damar, I'm not particularly worried about whatever beef there might be there. Because, like, look, maybe that holds over and there's some sort of animus between NBA players and Maasai going forward. I kind of doubt that because we've seen things kind of wash away in the past. I mean, we saw, for example, Rudy Gay got traded away when he was, like, best friends with Kyle Lowry, and Kyle didn't seem to care. He stuck around, and that was fine. Uh, we saw Isaiah Thomas literally get traded after the, the by the Celtics, completely selling him out after he had an amazing season playing through injury and through the death of his sister. He got traded, and he wanted to go back to the Celtics this summer, per reports yes. that came out this week. So this stuff kind of goes away. Um, and I, so I don't think it's going to really damage Masai's ability to recruit other players. If the Raptors are good, that's going to do the job for him. And I, I, the reason I'm not really concerned about this beef is because just the way DeMar's talked about Toronto, I think the, the, the sort of bond between him and the fans, thankfully, wasn't soiled the way it was, say, with Chris Bosh or Vince Carter, you know, to a greater extent, obviously, Absolutely, with Vince. Yeah. So, like, it's still going to be all love when he comes back. He's always going to have a connection with the fans in the city, as he said in that interview with Chris Haynes. And like, So I don't think it's quite as messy a breakup as maybe 
we're, we're making it out to be. It's always going to be a little bit awkward between the front office guy who has to make these trades and the player who ends up getting traded, especially when it's a long-serving guy like Damar. But uh, I think the relationship he's going to have with the city, the ovation he's going to get when he comes back, that's more than going to make up for whatever sort of you know grudge might be there between Damar and Masai. So I'm not particularly worried about that either. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house, or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming, or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. File with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So, switch to TurboTax. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. Um, next question here comes from... Uh, bu- 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 okay, a couple questions here. We'll kind of tie these both in. From at Private Zero, do you foresee any moves by the Raptors to beef up the two spot, be it Jimmy Butler or someone way less exciting? And then another question, a backup center option, a trade for John Henson or Dwayne Dedman or someone else. What do you think? Um, so, yeah, let's just kind of t- t- rope these both in. Do you see any upgrades to the roster, whether it be at the two spot or uh, in the front court? I mean, I think Masai, uh, after this Kawhi Leonard, Danny Green, DeMar DeRozan deal, I think he's pretty comfortable going into the season with this core of guys again like you mentioned Danny Green has um, a long-standing chemistry with Kawhi Leonard Kyle Lowry understands the strengths and strengths and weaknesses of uh, most of the players on that team um, that obviously weren't involved in the Kawhi trade so um, I think Masai is pretty comfortable going into the league with this same roster that uh, stands today so I don't see anything uh, major happening Uh, I know a lot of people are hoping that we can pick up a star like Jimmy Butler or something of the sort, but um, of course Masai being Masai is always going to do his due diligence and look into those deals and um, prod into those deals and see what he can get, but um, I don't think it's, it's, it's going to be anything serious. There's probably going to be no serious talks. Um, I don't see the Raptors beefing up the two spot at all. And I think Danny Green, I think a lot of people are underrating Danny Green. This guy is uh, a guy that could start on, I'd say, 90% of NBA teams probably at the two spot. And it's not just because um, necessarily he shoots the ball really well, but this guy's a really, really, really good defender. Um, He guards the two and three extremely well. And um, considering the fact that Danny Green was uh, barely an NBA player when he was coming to San Antonio, I believe it was from Cleveland. Yeah. um, He, I mean, to see the road he's taken, uh, winning the finals with the Spurs in 2014, um, I mean, the guy has went through it all. So, I mean, Danny Green, I'm, I'm really excited to see him start at the two. He's that type of guy that has no ego whatsoever. You, If anyone listened to his podcast, type of guy that just you want to be around, um, sacrifices for his teammates, puts it all online. So, um, I'm I'm personally completely fine with Danny Green, too, and I'm pretty sure um, Masai Ujiri and the rest of the Raptors organization is as well. Yeah, you know who's going to play a lot of minutes at the two? 
uh, all of the three very good point guards on this team. Like they, yeah, they run cool. two point guards a lot. So yeah. like if you're playing Kyle Lowry ten minutes a game as a shooting guard, you know nominally next to Fred or Delon or vice versa, like that's uh, that's pretty good too. That's above average, you know, two guard minutes that you're getting from those guys as well. So yeah, I don't think there's yeah. much of an urge there. And also. There could be times where they go super small and play Kawhi at the two and have OG, sorry, super big and play the Kawhi at the two, OG at the three, Siakam at the four. Like, there, there's so much flexibility here that, That's like... One, goodness gracious. Yeah, like, there's so much flexibility with this roster that I think getting hung up on, like, the individual positions is kind of fruitless because... Yeah. And pointless, right? Because you're just... There's going to be guys who sort of spend time at multiple positions and kind of the... the I, I've thought about this in terms of like when you're making your minutes chart in 2k it's not going to be super easy to just make that minutes chart if you're nick's nurse because there's going to be minutes for og at the three the four there's going to be minutes for siakam at the four and five abaka at the four and five Kawhi at two three and four you know delon at the one two and three kyle at the one and two green at the two and three maybe even the four times like it's going to be a really tricky sort of thing to navigate, and there just there's so many guys that I don't think you really need to worry about injecting more bodies into the mix. Yes, Jimmy Butler would be nice, but look, man, I, I don't think the Wolves are going to be doing anything with Jimmy Butler until they see how it works this season. They invested so much in him that it just doesn't seem like it would be smart of them to just trade him after one season that didn't go particularly well. Maybe next year clicks. Maybe something happens and it's not a complete disaster this year. I have my you know doubts about that, but you know I think if you're the Wolves, you have to kind of see how this goes. And maybe there's something at the deadline to do, but I don't see the Raptors. Kind of like the situation where they've mostly been in, in the Kawhi stuff until things broke correctly. There's so many teams that can outbid them for a guy like Jimmy Butler or any star that, you know, I don't, I don't think you can look at what the Raptors did with Kawhi and think, like, oh, this can just be the norm now. We can just trade for a guy yeah, exactly. below market. Like, there was a very specific set of circumstances that led to the Raptors being in this conversation. So uh, I would hold my breath on Jimmy Butler, at least for now. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but really the first words you want to say are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And trust me, as someone named Jake, that is a fact. That's the phrase that will help you feel good knowing that you have people who can help you find the right coverage for the things you want to protect. Insurance doesn't need to be complicated with a State Farm agent. With so many coverage options, it feels good knowing you can find what fits you because your situation is unique. And State Farm is there to help you feel supported with the coverage you need for your car, your home, and even boats, motorcycles, RVs, and other things that matter to you. And when you need ways to get help, don't yell or be angry because State Farm gives you options there too, in person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com or their award-winning app. State Farm lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Uh, Next question. Let's go to... uh, Oh man, there's so many good ones. How about this one from... Oh, we didn't touch on the second part of that question from Zach Wilson, the backup center option, whether it's a trade yeah. for Henson or Deadman, if the you know you sign somebody. What do you think the Raptors should be doing in terms of filling that front court hole, if there's a hole there at all? Um, I wouldn't necessarily call it a hole, but I yeah. think they are pretty thin on their front court depth. They did lose their backup center in Jakob, who was around the 15 to 20 minute mark uh, per game. Um, I guess I've seen a lot of people actually on 
on Twitter and different social medias explaining how uh, maybe Siakam would be a better uh, player to start beside JV and have Ibaka come off the bench as the starting five. But again, you have to remember with the amount of money that uh, the Raptors committed to Serge Ibaka, um, you don't really want him necessarily coming off the bench in a full-time role. So um, again, I'm not 100% sure that it's, it's, it's completely necessary uh, to go after a backup center option. I can see Masai Ujiri maybe filling out the roster a little bit um, with a very cheap option, but um, as of now, I don't think it's totally necessary. I think, um, especially in, in this day and age when so many teams run so many small ball lineups with their bench lineups, um, I don't think it's, it's it's necessary to go for a five right away. Yeah, and, and like the thing that I've been kind of struggling with is, yes, like maybe they're lacking a bit of like rebounding or whatever you want to say it is, like the, the weakness that they have from their bigs. But like, I don't know, I think I'm kind of happy if Serge and Jonas are just going to split minutes at center. And yes, there are the politics of being able to split those guys up or whatever. But I, I, I think, you know, you could either start Serge or Jonas at center and probably be pretty happy with it. Kawhi's a pretty good rebounder for his spot. I think OG is yeah. going to be a good rebounder for his spot. I think Pascal got a lot better at the end of the season. So like, it's not like there's just like pumpkins out there who can't rebound at all. And like, I think, you know, the idea of starting Siakam with Ibaka kind of appeals to me because that was a lineup that worked really well in small samples in the regular season last year. It was the lineup that essentially brought the Raptors back in game three against the Cavs before uh, things kind of went sour. I, I can't remember exactly what happened. I think I blacked out at the end of that game, but um, <laughs> something bad happened that I, I seem to have repressed. Um, and so, yeah, the, that's an interesting front court for me. And yeah, if you play Serge and, and Valanciunas, like you don't have to keep Jonas playing all the center minutes. You can flip Serge around. You can have him sub out early and sub back in with the bench, whatever you want to do. And yes, you don't have much injury depth. I think that's the biggest concern here, really. It's not like skills that are that are depth, that are lacking because they can kind of swap a bunch of guys in at the four and five. Like they have three or four wings who can play the four in theory, and that is very nice and exciting. But um, so yeah, I don't think it's like a matter of like needing extra skills in there because I think the mix of Siakam, Ibaka, and Valanciunas is pretty nice all told. Um, my thing would be try to get a guy who's maybe more of a four. Like people are throwing out like centers as the main sort of targets. I'd honestly rather someone who's like a four who can kind of just maybe flip-flop between the three and four a little bit or just play the four like he's not necessarily a center. I don't think you need more centers eating up that set those center minutes because I'd like to see Jonas and Serge kind of eat most of those up and maybe Siakam at times too. Um, so, like, I'm trying to, like, think of names that are out there. and There's just not that many. I mean, like, it's tough. I mean, John, there is uh, Lucas Nogueira. He wasn't extended a qualifying offer, so they can always go back to Lucas Nogueira as a yeah. option. <laughs> yeah, um, that's, that's true. Again, yeah, which, again, is not a bad option at all. One of Nogueira's biggest problems, as we know, is um, his rebounding for his height. But mm-hmm. he is a really, really good shot blocker. He can change games defensively at times in certain spurts of minutes. So, I mean, they could always go back to Lucas Nogueira. I think Lucas Nagara enjoys the city of Toronto and he's enjoyed his stay here. So, um, again, they didn't extend that qualifying offer, but as far as I know, he still is a free agent. And that is always an option. It'd be a pretty good one at this point for, for Toronto Raptors. Yeah, I guess the thing with that is kind of the reason that I'm okay with Yak getting sent out is that, yeah. I think I made this point last week too, is that it kind of frees you up to just play Serge and Jonas as your two centers. And if you have a guy there who is deserving of regular minutes, that kind of hinders that a little bit and forces Serge to play the four a little bit more. And, like, I think Bebe's probably in that sweet spot 
as a center where he's not really knocking on the door for minutes or doesn't deserve nightly minutes, perhaps. So maybe that does work. I wouldn't be opposed to that by any means, and we need some entertainment on the team, <laughs> for sure, with with Kawhi coming in and DeMar going out. But, um, yeah, and, like, I'm just looking at the free agent list right now, and it's not particularly interesting with power forwards. Like, I don't know, are you interested in, like, Chris McCullough or, like, Johnny O'Brien? Like, these are the kind of guys out there, right? This is not a very deep remaining pool of, of free agents. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'm just... I. I'm okay with a guy like Bebe. I'm okay with someone cheap. Uh, the idea of a trade, I don't know. Yes, I understand the the concept of like flipping Norm for John Henson or something like that to sort of just balance out the roster a little bit. But like, I think I'd rather have Norm than John Henson, considering what they make. Like maybe Henson's a bit better of a player right now. But I, I like wings are nice to have. Depth on the wing is nice. The versatility that a Norm is going to provide and just sort of the insurance he'll provide, especially if Kawhi's health is not there or whatever, or Danny Green's health goes away again because he was unhealthy last season. Like, I think having wing depth is a bit more important than having big man depth. So I don't think like you need a guy who's going to, again, sort of be in line for definite minutes every single night. Like, a guy who is more fringy, who can kind of fill in in a pinch, I think is probably what is more likely. And, yeah, Bebe fits that and, you know... Pick your poison. You don't, I guess, you don't want a guy guys. like uh, Greg Monroe, who I'm pretty sure is a free agent. I think he, he was on a one year with the Celtics. Yeah, like I'm all set on yeah. Greg Monroe. I'm I'm good. <laughs> like yeah yeah exactly. So uh, you wouldn't want a guy that would probably demand a certain amount of minutes per game. Greg Monroe's best bet, I guess, as a free agent is trying to uh, hop onto like a middle tier type team. Yeah, um, is David so, West signed yet? Has he signed yet? Greg Monroe, I don't believe so. No, no. David West. Oh, David West. I don't know. I haven't heard anything. I'd be down with David West. Doesn't really need minutes, but would be a nice little fit there. He can play both the four and five a little bit. Says he, he's a free agent, so yeah, he's a free agent. I know that. Yeah. I just I didn't know if he'd signed yet somewhere. But like that would be a good guy, I think, to go for. He probably has a relationship with Kawhi. He's played with the Spurs before, um, and like just seems like Solid a leadership d- option. Yeah, it seems like a good dude to have around. Yeah, give me David West. He's perfect. He doesn't need to play every night. Nice to have in a pinch. That that's my that's my ideal pick, I think. So yeah, like, we've spent yeah. so much time talking about the fourth big man on this team. There's so <laughs> many nicer things to talk about. <laughs> uh, okay, let's get to this one question, and maybe we can wrap it up there, and then I'll get to some more questions tomorrow. Uh, this is uh, whew. so Dan Grant, beloved regular host of the co-host of the show, <laughs> guest on the show, whatever you want to call it, uh, has really sort of. I think overestimated his nickname giving skills here and kind of disappointed by what he said. So he's asking, he's come up with a nickname for Kyle and Kawhi as a tandem. And it's, it's spelled like this. If people, you can see it in the replies if people want to go to the tweet where we ask questions. If, you, if this doesn't, if, if it, it is very disappointing and he's so proud of himself with it. So the question is, can you top my quote, KL or instinct? I'm getting K-Yeller Instinct, Killer Instinct, nickname for Lowry and Kawhi. It's spelled K-L-E-R, like capitals on the K and L for Kawhi, Leonard, and Kyle Lowry. It's so bad. Uh, Nickname for Lowry. Trick question, no you can't. He's trying to get to Killer this whole time. Yeah, he's trying to get to Killer. He's trying to get to Killer. It's not gone well. He says, yeah, can you top my K-Yeller Instinct nickname for Lowry and Kawhi? Trick question, no you can't. What size t-shirt do you want? Uh, 
No, it's bad. And it's proven that it's bad because the guy who responded to Dan, uh, at David F or D-F-R-R-N-T, he said a way better nickname in the first response to Dan, which is Larry and Kawhi, Booty and the Beast, which is fantastic. Wow. It's outstanding. I think he, I think David deserves um, an appearance on this show just, just for that suggestion. Booty yeah. and the Beast. Wow. Yeah, KL or Instinct is unbelievable. I'm just replying to Dan right now to say how bad his is. <laughs> yeah, Dan's definitely listening. Dan, oh. that was that was something else. It's it's up. not good. It's it's trying too hard to make something happen, and it only works on paper. Like you can't say it out loud. It sounds dumb out loud, and it doesn't even work on paper. Oh man! Stop trying to give stuff nicknames. Just let nicknames happen. Like a, a like, instinct, clur instinct, clur, clur instinct, yeah, clur instinct. That that's what he's coming. I'm rolling with Booty and the Beast. It's um, absolutely Booty and the Beast. I'm very down with that. Also, just like Kalo and Claw. Like, what's wrong with that? It's simple. It's both of their nicknames just mixed together. Like, what's wrong with that? That's fine. We don't have to, we don't need to think about this too much. Kyle and Kawhi play on the same team. It's pretty fantastic. I don't know why we have to worry about the nickname and besmirch them with terrible nicknames the way Dan has. <laughs> clur, clur instinct. I don't even know. I, I, it's not good. Great um, job, David. Great job on the nickname. Yeah, Williams. David. Congrats on Booty and the Beast. That's my pick. If we're going to be picking, um, again, stop giving stuff nicknames. It'll happen. Don't worry about it. Something will arise. I'm we'll sure. wait on. Uh, we'll wait on Jack Armstrong to give us something good. Yeah, for sure. Jack's probably the way to go here. As long as they don't go like the Jamario Moon route where they came up with like five nicknames and then made people oh. vote on them. That was lame. If anything, that was the demise of his career. Yeah. I'm going to see Jamario Moon, I think, on Friday, the big three. Big three. Yeah, they're coming to Toronto. I yeah. About them. yeah. Are you going? I'm going to be most likely at the Crown League uh, on Friday. Oh, okay. Well. Uh, I believe it's Crown League Championship, so I'm probably going to be there. Well, that's disappointing because the big three is where it's at. I'm going to go watch JYD. I'm going to watch Chauncey Billups. All manner of former Raptors. <laughs> Very excited. Uh, uh, we can wrap that there. I mean, I, there's so many more questions. I'll get to them tomorrow. Uh, sorry we're cutting this short, but I, you know, I have to milk so much content out of the next it's few Dan. weeks when oh, nothing's happening. Stop. Let's blame it on Dan. It's all Dan's fault. Yeah, he really killed the, the momentum of this podcast with Clear Instinct. God, it's so Thanks, bad. Zach. Clear. <sighs> anyway. Clear Instinct. Oh, one last one. Kind of touching on the last question. Chris Boucher. Thoughts on him as a yeah. realistic rotation player for the Raptors? He's on a two-way deal. Yes, Chris Boucher. I watched almost every, I believe, except for the second uh, game for the Raptors. I believe the some, second summer league game. I believe it was... Was it the Mavericks? If I'm not mistaken, I'm not sure. But I could not tell um, you because I was on vacation and did not watch a second of Summer League, and it ruled. <laughs> Chris Boucher, I really, really like this guy. Um, he started off pretty slow in Summer League. Um, again, he's Canadian, so I'm super biased already. <laughs> um, but just near the end of the Raptors' run uh, in the playoffs, the Raptors had a very low seed. I believe they went. They played four games. And they went one and three, or they went zero oh and three. I believe. No, they went zero oh and three. They had the last seed in the playoffs, and then they beat the in the first knockout round. 
they beat, I forgot who. But the point of the matter is... <laughs> it does not matter. <laughs> but the point of the matter is, Chris Boucher, he had a really, really good two last games. I believe he had six blocks in his last game. The guy has great defensive instincts. He kind of seems like a Lucas Nogueira prototype, mm-hmm. but I like him a lot more with all due respect because he's Canadian. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Lucas, I, I like Brazilians, but... Uh, <laughs> Chris Boucher is definitely an option for the Raptors that I think he's going to spend a lot of time with the Raptors 905. He is 25 years old, so he is a little older, but I think he's going to spend some time with the Raptors 905 um, mm. and then move on. We'll see if he can get some minutes. Um, again, we can't expect all the Toronto Raptors to stay fully 100% healthy. We had a really, really good year in terms of health last season. Mm. Probably safe for DeLon Wright, who separated his shoulder. Yeah. I believe it was November. But, um, I mean, the Raptors, you can't just sit there and assume that every Raptor is going to be 100% healthy or even 80% healthy for the whole season. So, Chris Boucher is definitely going to get his his, uh, his minutes here and there. And we'll see. I really hope he makes the most of it. Um, I'm excited for him and for the Canada basketball program. I think he has a place in that program as well, too. Yeah, I think he's kind of another perfect dude, like I said, who's not – a guy who needs minutes, but if he's on the raw, he's on he's if he's on a two way, he'll be around. And if an injury comes up or whatever, like you can pop him in, and there's no like obligation to give him minutes going forward. Because like I think that could be a concern is that you just have too many guys in the front court who kind of need minutes, and that could create problems. I think as long as Serge and Jonas are both playing a bunch, like that's going to be fine. So yeah, I think Boucher again kind of falls into that little range of guys, like I said with Bebe and. Who else did I throw out? I don't even remember. David West. David right. West. Quincy AC also. Give me Quincy AC. I'm down with that. Oh, bring Quincy AC back to Toronto. Hell yeah. I was really, uh, like, I'm bummed Amir Johnson signed before the trade happened because, man, Amir Johnson would have been perfect. Just yeah, would have been, been a really, really good bench option. God. I just want Amir back. That's all I want. And it's funny, too, because I saw something, I believe it was on Twitter, where a fan asked Amir Johnson if he was willing to come back to Toronto, and... He said something along the lines of, "If they call me, I'm definitely gonna, um, I'm definitely gonna give them a big chance." Yeah, uh, but I mean, Amir Johnson's still a productive uh, big in terms of bench players in this league, so yeah. um, I wasn't really surprised that he got signed pretty early. Yeah, I mean, before he made his like decision to go back to Philly, this was before the Raptors made the trade, and they had a bunch of bigs, and it didn't really seem like it made that much sense. But like, as a fourth big. As you get rid of one longtime ambassador for the franchise, bring another one back, help with the PR a little bit, have him at the introductory press conference when Kawhi gets announced. Like, God, that would, I, I'm mad this didn't happen now. So bring back Quincy AC if we can't have yes. Amir, I suppose. Um, just no Linus Klaza, please. Uh, I think that's going to do it. So, Hall, thanks for coming on, man. This was a great time. Uh, anything you got working on right now, people that can check out? Um, I just recently uh, featured on Josh Everly's uh, Hoop Man. I believe it's the roundtable he does every week on Tuesday. I just recently, this past Tuesday, I was on that roundtable. Yep. It's pretty cool. Some relevant questions that were on there. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, top five players in the East. Um different questions but it was it was definitely fun to be a part of um i believe they also had anthony doyle my guy from raptors republic that's my guy so um definitely check that out uh, i believe if you go on mb.com or hoop.mb.com it should be there the round table um in terms of raptors republic stuff i've taken a pretty uh long break um in terms of writing for them i hope blake's not listening but <laughs> um 
No, but um, I'm I'm kind of I've been really busy. I assume that other people have as well this summer. So um, writing hasn't been as much of a priority as I would have liked. But um, definitely check out that hoop hoop magazine round roundtable. Um, it was fun. It was fun to be a part of. Do that for sure. Uh, at sabd28 on Twitter, you can find all Hall's work and uh, good tweets and. Uh, usually some something where Assad's roasting him as well. So yeah, um, Anthony Doyle was on last week's podcast as well before the Kawhi trade That's was made. Guy. So if you want Kawhi podcasts, because there have been none of those put out, you can still listen to all last week's shows. We did uh, a pre Kawhi trade talk. We did a instant after the Kawhi trade talk. We did a talk with Jeff Garcia from Locked On Spurs. And we did a DeMar DeRozan tribute episode, which is still very fresh and uh, people should listen to on, for, on Friday with okay. Katie Heindel. Uh, someone said, I saw someone, I think it was James Gleason, our friend uh, of the show, said that uh, the Locked On Raptors had a feeling like it was BoJack Horseman, which is uh, just the top compliment I could possibly receive. Uh, it was a pretty sad podcast, pretty somber one, but I, I enjoyed that one. So make sure you check that out if you feel like getting your feelings a little bit about DeMar. And, uh, yeah, I'm not sure when we'll be back again this week or if we will be because I got some stuff going on and, uh, I don't know, got some big three to go watch on Friday. We'll see. Uh, if not, we'll be back again next week with some uh, fresh stuff, hopefully. I mean, there's no news now for, like, two months, so we'll just kind of, kind of try to fill the time. I'll get the tournament back going again, the trivia tournament, so stay tuned for that as well. And yeah. uh, until then, you can follow me on Twitter at WoodleySean. Follow the show at Locked on Raptors. I'm going to be hosting or co-hosting, filling in as a co-host on the TSN 1150 soccer podcast, Soccer Footy Football, tomorrow. So check that out. I know uh, much less about soccer than a lot of people, but I'm I'm at the station all the time, so they asked me on. Um, And, uh, yeah, so check that out if you're into hearing about Alfonso Davies for 45 minutes. uh, Hey, shout out my guy, Alfonso. Oh, God, I'm so excited for him. Anyway, check that out tomorrow, and, uh, yeah. Other stuff going on as well. I think I'm co-hosting some days in the station in the future as well. So uh, all that stuff that I usually tell you to listen to, do it. And uh, subscribe, rate, review as as always. And we will talk to you next time on Locked on Raptors. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 